episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. Mental illness and general mental health struggles have been a long stigmatized topic. There has been really the influence from social media, podcasts, and other media platforms have helped to start to destigmatize it. However, we're not completely there. Our next guest, Justin Little, hosts the podcast, The Mental Wealth Podcast, and his mission is to really help to normalize mental health struggles and work to destigmatize it even further. So Justin's here with us today. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show. Dr. Elizabeth, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Let's start a little bit by you just telling us about your journey. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised in Virginia Beach. And yeah, when it comes to my background, I'm just a person who throughout my life dealt with mental illness, mental health issues. I sought therapy in my late teens. I was particularly teased a lot in school for my weight. So that really affected my mental health and growing up and I was depressed a lot. I had a lot of anxiety. I had suicidal thoughts, even attempted to take my life a few times. And so those are some things that were going on in my mind growing up due to a lot of the trauma I faced as, as a kid and as a teenager. And so it was all kind of centered around my weight, but some other issues as well, but my weight Growing up, Barry was a main factor in a lot of my my trauma, my my mental health as a teenager. So tell us about this physical health journey that you went on. It sounds like you, the weight being a struggle for you and causing you issues with peers and with bullying. Tell us about your physical health journey and how that really impacted your mental health journey. Yeah, you know, when... I was overweight all my life. And as I got older into my mid twenties, I gained even more weight. I think at my highest weight, I was close to 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. And at some point I just realized I needed to make a difference. I needed to stop blaming it on upbringing, blaming it on anyone else, my parents, anyone else, my friends and take onus myself. In May, 2018, I did have a weight loss surgery, a gastric bypass surgery. So that was a major surgery, obviously. But more than just the surgery, before the surgery, I had to go through a six-month nutrition program, lose weight on my own. I remember being threatened that February before the surgery, I had gained weight after the holidays, and the nutritionist told me that you wouldn't have surgery if you kept this up. So I had to get very serious about my weight loss, you know, nutrition, working out, losing weight before the procedure would, would even happen. And then I had the procedure, and of course, after the procedure, there's things that change for the rest of your life. like not being able to take a certain type of medicine because it could affect my stomach, not being able to regulate vitamins and minerals on your own. So I have to take vitamins each and every day and watch what I eat still and work out all to, to live a healthier um, lifestyle. So that's resulted in me losing over 225 pounds in less, in less than two years. And it has affected my mental health because although I still deal with you know, mental illnesses and depression from time to time, and often actually, I feel better about myself. I feel a lot more confident. And so it allows me to just be my best self and to feel healthier on the inside. So I'm very happy about that decision. Wow, that is a lot of change in the last couple of years. And that's a really big decision to have a surgical procedure to assist with that. What was the turning point for you? What was the catalyst for you to decide this is the route you wanted to go? 
several turning points, a couple of different health scares, but particularly November 2017, I went on a trip to Las Vegas through the company I work for. I won a trip. I was one of the top agents, got a chance to fly out to Vegas. First time I'm like, what, 25 years old and never been to Vegas before and always wanted to go. So the company pays for it. And I remember getting on the plane. I hadn't been on a plane in some years and I sat down and I couldn't put the seatbelt on. I could not put the seatbelt on. And I remember tucking the seatbelt underneath my, my buttocks as the flight attendant would walk by so that she wouldn't see it. And I would put, I would kind of put, put my arms right here on my lap so that it would look like I had my seatbelt on. I knew I wasn't going anywhere, but I just couldn't fit. And I was too afraid. I think even one time I asked for the extender and even the extender didn't fit. And that's when I was really embarrassed. And I said, this was November 20th. As soon as I got home, I made a call and I started a nutrition program because I wanted to know what I had to do to really take full advantage of this opportunity because once it passed, it passed. And at the time I was on my parents' insurance due to Obamacare rule, I wasn't 26 years old yet. So my mom had really great insurance. I'm like, if I'm gonna get this done, I need to get this done before my 26th birthday because this is an excellent opportunity. Insurance is gonna cover it and I need to get serious about it. So even later, it didn't come without trials and tribulations as I mentioned before, but that was definitely the turning point. Being on an airplane, and being too embarrassed to ask for a seatbelt extender because even that wouldn't work. I knew I needed to make a change. Wow, what a profound moment. I can only imagine what that must have been like for you. What have you found to be most effective in your mental health journey? And so as you started to get physically healthy and then the, the positive impact that's had on your mental health, what have you found to be most effective during that time? And maybe what is even some advice that you would give to others facing a similar situation? I think first you have to just talk to somebody. You have to find someone, a confident, a friend. Before you can ever get to a professional like yourself, doctor, you have to find someone that you can trust to be vulnerable with, talk to about how you feel. You know, a lot of times people say, well, how are you? And we just say, I'm good. But there's so many different things underneath that. So find someone that you can talk to and be vulnerable and share that with. And even before then, you have to admit that, you, that you're going through something. Because so many of us, when we talk about the stigma surrounding mental health, it's the problem is so many people don't even want to bring it up. They're afraid to bring it up, right? If I'm telling you, hey, I'm going to therapy today, my friends are looking at me like, therapy? Who goes to therapy? But if I said, hey, I have a really bad call for a week and I'm going to the urgent care. Oh, that's great. That makes sense, right? So we, in order to normalize that conversation, we have to talk about it. We have to bring it up. And so for me, you know, things that I do other than just talking to close friends about how I'm feeling, confiding in close people, active therapy works for me as well. Seeing a licensed psychotherapist if need be and getting medicine prescribed to help you through the day for certain anxiety attacks or depression if need be. Those are things that work for me. And then also I change my passion for helping people, my friends, my family who I love the most, if I can be there for them and support them in their journey and what they're doing in life, it takes away more time for me to get into my own darkness or get into my own head by just being that good friend, that good brother, that good husband to people really gives me some fulfillment and purpose in life. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I know that part of how you're channeling your passion is through your podcast, the Mental Wealth Podcast. Help me to understand why that has been so important for you. What? Tell me a little bit about that project and what is been the significance of that for you? Yeah. So mental wealth, it came from just, I believe that your mind is an investment, just like anything else, right? You'd invest into your home, 
you invest into your car, anything you purchase, you want to protect that investment in your mind is 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 the most important investment in, in, in your body, in my opinion. And I felt like I needed a podcast to speak to that. And so initially, when I started the podcast, I've been talking about it all year. And unfortunately, my mom, my my wife's dad had passed away. So I had to delay it. But I believe in April was my first episode. And initially, the, the podcast was centered more around myself, right? Talking about my mental health, some really painful, dark, dark episodes, talking about things from PTSD, trauma, around hearing certain trigger words about weight still affect me today. I don't use the, the word that starts with an F to describe someone's weight. When I hear it, it makes me feel like that 10-year-old boy being teased. So I don't use those words. And when I hear them, it triggers me. So I talk about stuff like that. I talk about how I was triggered as a black man seeing the George Floyd situation last year. I talk about different real things that people can relate. Just a few days before one of my best friends was getting married and I was his best man, I was the lowest I had been in my depression. I was seriously thinking about suicide. I talk about really vulnerable things and those were episodes that were painful to make, but I feel like they were helpful because they helped people really understand me better. Nevertheless, as of late, the podcast has been able to transition as we've grown the audience to about 19 different countries are listening to the podcast, I've been able to partner with different speakers in the mental health community all across the world, from authors to uh, a number one billboard singer-songwriter, my good friend Sophia May, to just anyone who has a voice, therapists, educators in the mental health community. And I've been able to tell their stories, right, about their mental health, their journey, and why it's so important to them. And that's helped us to educate others and the listeners on what we need to be doing in that space. And so it's a passion for me because it's not something that I, I wanna get paid from, it's just something I wanna help people. If I can just help one person listening to something that I say or one of my speakers says, and it helps them, then I know that we're doing something right. Wow, that is so amazing, that's so neat. And you're absolutely right. When these topics can be normalized and when your listeners can hear relatable individuals who have had relatable experiences and, relatable journeys. That is so profound for people to encourage them to seek help and to do what they need to do to move forward in their journey as well. That's, that's really awesome. Um, can you tell viewers how they can find out more about you? Where where can we find you on social media, websites? Yeah, so I'll first talk about Clubhouse. Clubhouse is something Clubhouse just a few days ago announced that they opened to the public. So it used to be invite only. Clubhouse is something where I really focus a lot of my time on to build up a following. I started a club on Clubhouse entitled the Mental Wealth and Wellness Club, so a play off of my podcast. And uh, that club now has almost 1,100 members. I started it just a month ago. And so each week, each Sunday at one o'clock Eastern, we have different conversations surrounding uh, mental health. This coming Sunday, we're gonna talk about what it's like to be in depression. Last Sunday, we talked about anxiety. So we definitely urge any to come join us there. Um, you can find me at, at The Mental Wealth on Clubhouse and definitely add me on there and follow the Mental Wealth and Wellness Club. And then I also primarily use Instagram. I can be found on Instagram at the mental underscore wealth podcast. And right there, you'll be able to see um, all the links to where you can find episodes of the Mental Wealth Podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, a bunch of other small services, but those are the three main ones there. So yeah, definitely come check out the episodes. DM us, let us know your ideas. If you'd like to collaborate with us, we're always looking for new people to talk to. And again, it's not about just one speaker in this space. If we can find multiple people who are committed to destigmatizing and normalizing the mental health conversation, I am all here for it. So I want to talk to you, learn your story. So please uh, reach out to us. 
I love that, Justin. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so nice talking with you. Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe our podcast so that others can find our content as well. Thank you so much for joining us.